Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second episode of Villains of Vinyl, Who Needs Heroes, 10-Year Anniversary. Super long title. Um, as of the last episode, I finished, you know, you got to hear the really, really early recording, like, without a drummer, really early recordings in the garage of just us kind of jamming some of the songs that we were brainstorming and working on. And then at the end of that, you got to hear the very first, like, I would say proper demo that we also recorded. I think it was still recorded in the garage, but it was a little bit a better system to record on. I don't, I don't remember what we recorded with, but we did. We, we used something. <laughs> um, and really, it was after that that we did that first demo that we really wanted to just... We, we were really interested in um, making an actual proper album. Um, in the process of, you know, in the meantime, we were also playing a lot of shows... We had a weekly spot at a place called the Aptos Club, uh, which was a, just a total shithole. But it's not a—it's <laughs> not even a place that where people play music anymore. It's like a burger place now. Um, we, you know, just trying to get as many gigs as possible, trying to play around town. You know, practice uh, practice often, just gain notoriety. You know, get 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 out there in the the ether and just try to get into everybody's minds. And you know, hopefully people would you know respect this as a band that actually didn't totally suck. Uh, especially as a garage band. Um, so in the process, we were looking around, and we, um, it, while we were playing shows at the Aptos Club, we met um, some guys from this band that I think I think I'm pretty sure the band was called Cinema. Um, and we met. They said that they had their own recording studio and they had all this stuff. And we just kind of were like, well, we we started chatting. And we you know, I think it was Sean the our bass player who knew I think he I'm think he's the one who knew those guys in the first place and they were you know we talked about getting recorded and doing all this stuff so um what we what we first started with is we we ended up going to their studio and recording this was after we finished the first demo we ended up recording um one of our songs which is called in the light of shadows and it was I would say it was probably the first proper like I mean, it wasn't a pro studio that we were in, but it was the first like proper, like clean, really proper sounding recording that we I think we'd ever done. Um, it, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, we really put a lot of um, time and effort into the song. It was just a single song, and it was actually the first time that I'd ever done um, any kind of like backing vocal for every other song I'd ever work on, like worked on, like if I was playing with AJ or something, my, my buddy AJ in restaurant circuit, he was usually do, helping me, you know, he's working on backing, he's doing melody, you know, working on melodies, working on harmonies, like all this stuff. So, uh, I never really touched backing vocals, especially in a studio format. Um, and we had record, recorded the main lines for the main vocal line for, um, in the light of shadows. And then, can't remember the guy's name, but he he was like, you should add in a part. He, you know, he's kind of playing like producer producer side, and was like, you should add this part here or something like that. Like, kind of giving me a little brainstorm ideas. And so, some of the backing vocals that got added into uh, uh, the In Light of Shadows was based off of an idea that one of one of the guys that was recording us had. Um, and it kind of, I really liked that aspect of it, and. Um, it really kind of inspired me to think about more backing vocals as I was, as we were writing songs like in the process. And you'll see it becomes much more of a focus of mine, you know, later on down the road and a lot of music I was listening to also, I started to pay attention to backing vocals more and just really kind of focus on what they were doing in old rock and roll and new rock, you know, 
yeah, hip hop and you know, just regular pop music, just kind of see how all that was how it was working out. So what I'm going to do for you right now is I'm going to play, even though we tended to use um, In the Light of Shadows as a closing track, I'm going to play for you the um, our first kind of studio song, which was um, In the Light of Shadows. And we actually added this on to the um, our very first demo, which originally wasn't called In the Light, but we ended up um, kind of re-releasing the first demo with In the Light of Shadows added on to it and then we also into our second demo which i'll talk about in a little bit um we also added that on there too um so yeah and what a, and uh the drum beat um in the light of shadows kind of spawned from uh a beat uh, like a drum beat that elijah had made um he had this kind of cool like rolling kind of jungle beat kind of sound and we were thought that was really awesome and he was like yeah this is the this is the thing i got and so it was i think it was the first time we'd ever written a song or started the song based off of just a drum beat and that's kind of where we grew grew it from there so right now i'm going to play you um in the light of shadows and then i'll talk to you about some other stuff once we get back all right From the solar combination I know that Mars is my king Space enclosed with tiny feelings I know my voice will set me
Okay, so that was In the Light of Shadows. Um, I really like that actual, that original recording I was really fond of, and actually still like it um, for different reasons. It really kind of gave us the groundwork to go and make our own, in our own way. But this one, the compared to the album, the song, um, compared to the version that's on the Who Needs Heroes album, this is a lot cleaner. Um, and I feel like we really added in more of our own touches, you know, as the song, as we played the song for, you know, years after, you know, we really kind of just developed it more, um, and got more ideas and it just gave us, but that was a great, I think it feel like such a great starting point for us as, especially as like, um, as recording goes, like it was really kind of a, a, a lesson learned in a sense. So what we, after we did this, that recording, we added that to our demo. We re-released our demo with some beautiful cover art that was drawn, um, that was drawn actually by my, um, my ex-girlfriend who was doing pretty much all the art for the band at the time. She helped, like I gave her ideas for how the logo should look and then she'd draw the logo and, you know, she helped us do all these rock posters and stuff like that. It was really awesome. Um, so that's when we released In the Light, which was a, you know, I, I think I, I made a mistake on the last, um, on the last episode, I think I said that the original demo or the in light demo came out in 2002, but I'm pretty sure it was actually 2003, which I mean, you know, whatever, it's not that big of a deal, but we, um, after we did the in light of shadows, we really started to look into, uh, we talked to the guys about making an actual album and we talked about, you know, what it was going to cost and all this stuff. So we did a lot of work to raise some money to get to, to basically put this album together per the quote that they gave us. So we went to work on it and we really started to get lay down some lay down some instrumental stuff and you know we were really hungry to get it done and then slowly but surely things just kind of started to fall apart and we were not, you know, the guys weren't responsive and we were having a hard time like scheduling timing with them like actual recording times and they were and so we're like well we paid you half we paid for the first half of the album and we were going to pay for the other half once it was complete and we were like we already paid you for the first half like we need to get this done and they couldn't seem to figure out any scheduled dates so it came down to a lot of we you know there's some arguments and some other issues going on and then we eventually ended up saying, you know what, never mind, let's just, we'll pay you for the work that you did already, you can refund us the rest of the money, and we'll take our tracks, and we'll just move on, and that it, I mean, the long and long, long and short of it is that that's what happens, so the second uh, demo that we created was, I think we released it in 2005, and it was tracks that we ended up finishing in John's garage, um, that's where we ended up transfer. So originally, we used to play originally in uh, Sean's dad's garage, and then it—I don't remember what it was—but at one point they were like, "Okay, it's time for you guys to go." And John had moved into a new place in downtown Santa Cruz, and which had a garage. And you know, he just said, "Let's go play there," and that's what we'll do everything. So we ended up um, taking all our rescued tracks from the failed. Um, the, the failed album, which hadn't yet to be titled, but I, you know, it was a pretty much the early stages of what Who Needs Heroes was going to be. I'm, you know, assuming. So we we took all our tracks and we said, you know what, let's just take these tracks, let's finish them at the garage, and then we'll make this our second demo. So that's that's precisely what we did. We ended up taking a lot of 
um, taking a lot of time and a lot of sessions in the garage. We used some recording equipment that John had, and we added vocals, added backing vocals. We finished, you know, finished instrumental parts that hadn't been completed. So we took we took everything they had and then added to it and then tried to finish the songs. So what you're going to hear now um, is going to be the failed first attempt at our album. Um, it's got a, it's got a few tracks on there and you, I want you to, again, I want you to hear this because once you hear the versions that are on who needs heroes and and the B sides that we made, um, you'll hear such a, like, it'll be such a vast difference, which I mean, if you care enough, you can always just reference, um, this episode once you're listening to the other song to hear how, how strange, how much, how much it changed, not how strange it was, but how, how much it actually changed. Um, the other fun thing too is um, I didn't want to talk too much about this, but or I mean I didn't want to blabber on for too long. I wanted to mainly just let you listen to the music. Um, in the process of all this recording stuff is actually when we started to um, have issues with Elijah and Elijah and I specifically didn't really weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff, and we had some botched recording sessions due to some issues that him and I were having and things like that. So. Him and I argued a lot, and we ended up not seeing, you know, coming down to terms on a lot of things. And in the process of working on this second demo and finishing it, we ended up kind of, um, it ended up turning into it was either I was going to leave the band or Elijah was. So it was kind of a, it went back and forth, and eventually, well, I mean, we, you know, long story short, I'm still, I was still in the band, and Elijah wasn't. Um, it was not a pretty time to be, to be involved with that stuff. And it was, a, you know, looking back, I probably would have done, we probably would have had some different conversations, but clearly we weren't gelling. It was one of those things where we, I realized, you know, how much we weren't getting along and why we were arguing and all this other stuff. And it wasn't just at the studio. We'd had some problems at live shows and some other things like that. So, um, in the, in the, in the long term, it was for the best, but yeah, losing a drummer was, uh, was a hard thing. And I mean, and to be fair too, Elijah and I were friends and, uh, I think that was hard. That was a hard thing too. So it was a, it was an interesting situation and it came, it, it felt like we're, it felt like a business deal opposed to saying like, Oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It was really strange. It was one of my, it was a unique experience and I hope I'd never have to experience that again. Um, but yeah, so we finished our second demo and then we and then we also lost Elijah. So it was we after the second demo came out, we really wanted to record an a, like a proper album, but at the same time we needed a guy to come play with us and that was a decent drummer and so we we went on the hunt for a new drummer, which was a challenge in itself. Um I'll talk about the the other drummer um come the next episode but again i really just want you to be able to listen to this second um listen to the second demo hear how things are still in kind of infant stages as the actual process of the music and how it developed and um just yeah i hope you enjoy it i hope you so 2005 with this the second demo was called in the shadows (laughs) in the light in the shadows get it blah 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 um anyways uh please enjoy and then also (laughs) at the there's Originally, what we did was there was a secret track on um, In the Light of Shadows that went into the song Impure Thoughts. Um, I'm keeping those songs not I'm, – I'm, I'm cutting out the whole secret track part, but I'm going to play Impure Thoughts for you. And at the very end of Impure Thoughts is a message that I left for Sean, um, and I was – 
uh, really, really intoxicated. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but it's a fun message. I'm, I'm so, so glad that Sean saved it, and then we added to throw it onto our demo. But anyways, I hope you enjoy everything. Um, and again, I'll talk to you next time, and we'll start to get into playing um, the uh, Villains of Vinyl uh, like proper Who Needs Heroes album. Um, actually, I wanted, God, I totally forgot. I almost forgot about this, but um, after the end of Impure Thoughts, there'll be another little song that'll come in. Um, this is the, uh, we call, I called it like the in the closet demo, um, but it's um, the song Sitting in the Dark, but it was John and I's concept for how the song would sound via the album so we did this really really rough recording and i did it in his closet at his house and this was actually before he moved so it was before we were practicing in the garage i totally forgot about this but i wanted to add that on there too um so at the very very end you'll hear this really kind of funky it's kind of long it's quite it's 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 weird it's not like i said the recording quality is not very good but it also gives you an idea for how we wanted to develop the song sitting in the dark so there's a lot of brainstorming, a lot of thought process that went into that too. So again, you'll hear our second demo and then you'll hear the closet demo or live house demo of, um, of sitting in the dark. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can always email me at um, eattpodcast at gmail.com. Not, not sure why you'd need to, but anyways, you can do that if you need to. Um, and again, I'll catch you next time for, you know, us getting to the actual, actual album. Um, hope you enjoy. Bye.
Yeah. 
If you 